0: Well, that was a new, new saying on my end. Then, did you just have that? No, mate. I had the standard one on my end. Oh, I had a different one. Uh, well, what uh, in progress. Yeah,
1: I didn't get that. I got this meeting is is now in progress. Yeah. So new new work laptop I'm using. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. So, but uh, yeah, well, hello and welcome everyone to another one was podcast. Um, Colin and Dan on as normal. Um, uh, how are you, Dan? You having a good one?
0: Yeah, not bad, mate. Difficult, difficult week this week. Um, yeah, personal life, but you know these things happen and crack on, really, buddy. So I've lacked massively in the training this week, but tomorrow's is sort of a new week, so back on the training plan and we'll give it another go. Yeah, go on.
1: yeah, oh, mate, I've been away in hotels all week, uh, so it was great just to be able to get out and do a run, even though I was getting weird looks from people as I ran past them and then a couple hundred meters away dropped down and did burpees and got <laughs> up and did that again the standard weird stuff but yeah please be back home and more weird looks tomorrow morning when I'm running around with a sandbag so like right, standard yes mate um but uh I guess today is um James Burton from UK OSF uh, James welcome thank you for coming on
2: oh no problem hey guys how you doing
1: yeah well as you just said we both had diff- different weeks to normal so uh, <laughs> hopefully a bit of normality um next I week i think
2: you're, you're yeah. not the only one who's been struggling with trading plans I've, I've seen a few people this week i, I missed a couple of sessions as well t- time of the year i think it's ramping up again isn't it it's uh it's hard yeah. to fit it all in yeah season's getting
0: closer in it and you know, you've gone through the hardest part of the winter now and yeah, it's just resetting that button, I think.
2: Yeah, I did manage to get out for my run today though. I was pleased with that. I got a yeah. half marathon in today.
0: Oh
1: nice. Nice. What did you say a good time or did you just take it easy?
2: Uh it kind of I pushed it a little bit. It was um it was like one forty something I did today normally my my normally my sunday runs are just slow and steady but this was a pushed it a little bit harder um a yeah. few fewer uh, trees in my path today i had to climb <laughs> through one literally had to climb through one on the canal um, that's, that's good training though. that's yeah exactly that awesome isn't isn't it? It? No, it was good
1: so do you do a lot of your running like along the canals in my
2: view where i live yes um so I live near Heathrow and it's all super flat and there's like wetlands and canals, but lots of trails and stuff, which is great. Uh although this season a lot of races seem to be certainly abroad up in the in the mountains. And so I've been trying to get to Box Hill and Wendover Woods and anywhere, anywhere there's some elevation, which is is not where I live. It sounds like your location is similar to mine then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my
0: my elevation is
2: just terrible and I can't get any. I did um, my my event, the Wolfpack 100, last year. Uh, and I did 100k and I had 300 feet of elevation running around ho It's <laughs> that flat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a good cool.
2: event. That. we done that as a team, didn't we? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was a good yeah. uh, um, community event with uh, everything going on during the lockdown.
1: Yeah, what definitely. I really liked about that was how you thought the medals got sent out in advance for the sort of, you know, don't open until you've done it. So we all jumped on a Zoom call once we'd done it and all opened them together. I thought that was a really nice touch.
2: Oh, awesome. Yeah. No, we wanted that. We wanted people to kind of open them on the day. That's cool.
1: Yeah. The, virtuals, I mean, obviously they, they were the thing for a year, weren't they? Um, and I think once you'd done it and then you had to wait for the medals to come through the post, it was kind of like, uh, well,
2: of an anti-climate yeah, it, sorry yeah
1: exactly but when you get in so, so lovely you can't you, you probably can't see if it is behind me in amongst. us. Nice.
2: good man good man
1: but yeah so but yeah you got another one starting soon haven't yes you?
2: march 19th and 20th um, Yeah, got decent numbers again not not as much as to be kind of expected with um it not being locked down but um mm-hmm. decent numbers and um also have a couple of ocr training facilities doing like OCR days during the weekend Mm -hmm. as well one in um Scotland Fit Body Farm in Ayrshire and then Rumble Fitness in Milton Keynes so you can do kind of some of your 100k or as a team like at doing OCR as well during the during the weekend nice
1: Nice. yeah I keep meaning to go and check out Rumble because it's uh, uh, Milton Keynes probably about 45 minutes away from me so it's not too not too far but just one of those you know time's precious at the weekends when you've got a you know family so it's just you know squeeze the training in that i get from sean and then you know running around after a five-year-old is, is, is <laughs> it
2: keeps you busy now you definitely yeah. should it's a good good little uh, setup you've got outdoor mm. bit and indoor bit there
1: oh awesome yeah I, I will i will get around to it at some point um nice. but yeah so um i mean obviously UKOSF. can you mm-hmm. sort of give us I mean, myself and Dan probably know quite a bit of this already, but for people who don't, can you give us a bit of a a backstory about what it is, how it got started, how how you got involved with it?
2: Yeah, no, certainly. So UK OSF is the UK Obstacle Sports Federation. So we are the national governing body for obstacle sports. So under that, we have obstacle course racing and ninja sport, which is, I guess, the sport version of Ninja Warrior. Uh, So... Uh, as a federation, it started in May 2019. Uh, and the aim the aim is to get uh, official recognition from the UK sports councils as kind of a recognised sport in the UK. So right now we are the national governing body and we act as a national governing body, but we don't have official recognition from the UK sports councils, which uh, is very important for, for a number of reasons. Um, one of those is funding to, to develop the sport as well um i personally got involved november um that year started kind of working with the competition and safety commission and then um last year 2021 i had 6 months as interim ceo uh, i was in a bit of a break between kind of full time work so i was able to kind of dedicate quite a lot of time to it um and took it Kind of quite far to the AGM last year to get a lot of the governance st- sorted with the team which was great because all of that foundational stuff which is super important to become a recognized sport we were able to achieve last year mm-hmm. uh, and also at the AGM got elected onto the to the board so i'm an elected director now on the board um yeah as as with all national governing bodies we're here to kind of develop the sport grow participation in the sport um develop um yeah get more people into the sport get more competitive athletes develop like, performance pathways um yeah and ultimately make OCR and, and ninja sport kind of the, uh, grow it as 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 we all want and get more people kind of taking part
1: yeah uh, definitely and I mean so, so far I think you've done a really good job I mean just like the sort of I don't know if it's the right word in um Licensing of events, you know, where you sort of—I don't know if that's the right word—but like putting your staff going, you know, they've met all the cri- criteria. So uh, Alan probably, won't, but overload for argument's sake, yeah, you know, that's a good example. You know, um, Alan's spoken paid all of his insurances and everything is in is in order, etc. So I think that's a really good thing. That yeah, you know, it
2: just gives a little bit of uh, acknowledgement. I always say that 99.99% of events out there are amazing and do a fantastic job. And if this can just give a little nudge to maybe people that are perhaps a bit nervous about signing up to an event, um, then we want to do that. So we we get their kind of insurance information, their risk assessments, safeguarding policy, all the kind of stuff that you'd expect any well-run event to have. They send Mm -hmm. that over to us and we've got kind of an independent panel that reviews that and just confirms um, if we are to license it completely free for events. And just, again, just gives a bit of uh, confidence for for OCR, for the uh, community signing up to OCR events.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what is like the the sort of roadmap from, uh, you know, the the foundation being formed to being recognised as, you know, a a legit sport by, I don't know, the UK government? Is that who we've got convinced? So it's
2: the UK Sports Council. So you've got Sport England, Sport Wales, Sport Northern Ireland and um, Sport Scotland. Okay. Yeah, so because our kind of virtual headquarters are based in the UK, we go via sport, sorry, in, in um, London, so in England, we go mm-hmm. to sport uh, England, but all of the um, sports councils, basically, if we get recognition, all the sports councils accept us as a recognised sport. So there's two stages. There's pre-application. So before you even be considered by sport England and the sports council, you need to kind of submit the pre-application. The pre-application kind of has various parts to it. So first part is your governance. So are you in good order? Have you got a constitution that's fit for purpose? Have you got kind of a board set up in the right way? Um, The second part is your rules of the sport. So we actually just released about two weeks ago, our rules of the sport for OCR and Ninja Sport. So that has to be all kind of set up and running. Uh, What's our influence over the sport? So how do we ensure the sport is well managed, well run, um, and then last but not least, which is the important thing that we're trying to get up to this magic number of sixteen fifty members? Um, you have to have a membership base as well. So our membership now is at five hundred. Uh, we need to grow that to sixteen fifty to to start our pre-application. Okay.
1: Um,
2: and then when we when we um, start our pre-application, we have twelve months um to submit our full application and then we're really starting to get into the detail of all of our you know safeguarding policies our diversity inclusion policy our sustainability policy our coaching uh, policies we've already got coaching courses which is great so we're ahead of the curve on that one yeah all these various documents we need to kind of submit what's our strategy for the sport over the next five years
1: yeah go on well That's- a lot lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and other than yeah
2: when you you first see it listed down on paper you think oh this will be easy yeah no problem we'll get this done in a few months then when (laughs) you get into the detail and obviously everyone's super busy now i was very lucky i had some time to kind of commit to it and i was in a position where i could um but even then it just yes you know how hard it is in your working day to get things done you do that on a voluntary basis. It kind of everything takes that little bit longer, which I always say to people. Because some people say, "Oh, why aren't you KSF doing this? Why aren't you doing that?" It's like you do have to be patient because everyone's giving yeah. up their time. And while there's kind of certain expectations and standards that we all need to meet, it will take a little bit of time to to get where we want to go to.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I've seen sort of comments about you know sort of. I don't know you know when you see like events going uh business or you push down there's always someone in there saying maybe the barb remarks yeah about it and you're like come on it's not there you know I'm sure you don't want you don't want events going under but no absolutely I there's think so much you can do in since 2019
2: yeah I think that's what the you know, ultimately events will go under even if you know if you've got established british cycling british triathlon events still go out of yeah. business um the more we can grow as a federation the more we can help to support events um but yeah we're, we're so early in our in our trajectory as a as a governing body i think um a lot of patience needs to be had by the community and ultimately we are all the community everyone who volunteers their time is part of the community there's no paid staff um we're all just people that just love the sport and want to see it develop so i think uh yeah as you say um none of us want to see any any event go out of business because we're all there racing and taking part in these events exactly exactly
1: so you mentioned obviously that is, is like um a, a paid membership so yes you, i know me and dan have, well i think you remember right, are you dan? yeah yes mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, that would be an awkward <laughs> yeah I was, gonna say, I, was, I was like i hope it, i hope he did renew it um yeah, yeah so I mean, can you tell us like tell people how much that is because there are some perks as well for being a member. there
2: is there is i think um the most obvious perk is probably the financial perk that there's various discounts that you can get as a member you know, some events are very kindly put in like 10 pound discounts and, and the membership is basically 10 pound Uh, so it's, um, well, currently it's a 15 month membership, which is 12 pound 50. Um, and it, um, covers your, um, membership. So discounts, member prizes. We just had the ultimate season pass prize, which Phil Krishank just won a 2000 pound plus season ticket to various events around the country and training centers. But then in addition to that, we've been, we did some kit bricks, prizes, events. So we're, we're trying to just give back to members. Mm -hmm. um throughout the year so we won't ever do a competition that's only for new members it will be for all members at that point because we really want to kind of reward that loyalty and people kind of giving their membership um, and getting involved with UKOSF um from a kind of a coaching perspective and technical officials perspective you can become a UKOSF coach or UKOSF technical official Um, a technical official for anyone who is not aware is Essentially, a marshal with that kind of a little bit kind of higher standard in terms of rule kind of decision making. So, for more for competitive events, um, we've got certain competitions we're running. So, we've got the UK OCR series, that UK OCR are running, and we're partnering with them and supporting them. Uh, you have to be a UK OSF member to take part in that, which is a, a league event around. Um, I think there's seven or eight events around the country now as part of that league. Uh, UK OSF time trials which are kind of short timed based events um, in ninja and OCR again um, you have to be a UK OSF member to to be involved in that and then um, from a governance perspective if you're a UK OSF member you can actually vote on key decisions so you can decide who's going to sit on the board you can decide what the constitution is that governs the the, the sport and the federation uh, and various various other decisions uh, for our kind of um, AGMs and general meetings.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, you know, I'm part of these of private Facebook group, and there's always stuff going yeah. on in there. You know, I don't think every every couple of days there's a post about some about something. You know, whether it be that these are the time trials and things like that, and even just watching the time trials is is entertainment. Yeah, that's uh, good. you it's... know, on this ground, I mean, they're crazy how quick some people get through those rigs. So, yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to seeing the ninja ones as well and uh, yeah, seeing how they do. It's actually, a good point. The members group is great because um, how we want to try and develop that is to try and get some kind of exclusive content. We've got certified UKOSF coaches who can, we can put training content in there. Um, Justin Jones is a certified coach. He just put some kind of spear-throwing tips into the into the group. Uh, and a good community just to share ideas and thoughts as well uh so yeah we really want to kind of use that group to to develop the sport yeah
1: so mean, sort of what are your like aims apart from getting like recognized you know what's your sort of like ultimate aim for for uk osf you know what would you love to be able to do in the future with it yeah
2: no very good question i think um so i think there's always been a bit of a concern that the federation is there for competitive races um you know, i'm a fairly competitive racer myself and i and i do see that kind of the federation supporting that but the reason why i've got involved is because of how much i love the sport for just being active being outdoors like it's a great kind of thing for mental health it's a great thing for the community no, i just love the sport for that that reason and i want to grow the sport and i want to see it in parks around the country like it's 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 very right now um quite london like southeast kind of centric there's there's some kind of in scotland various other parts of the country but it's definitely not evenly distributed around the whole country and and also it's a very very expensive sport this would be a sport that everyone can get into to be honest for free initially now you see with parkour being recognized as a sport four or five years ago now you start to see parkour um gyms in various parks around the country already and that's in like the space of four or five years there's no reason why with funding ocr and ninja can't be doing the same thing and you can't be going to your local park like you can do in scandinavia and going for a run but then also using the equipment to train on as well um it kind of feels like a bit of a no-brainer that you know the, the uk could could have that and it would be amazing to see yeah because i mean i'm just
1: thinking in the town where I, where I live none of the parks have monkey bars yeah and it's it, you know i'm not going to say my age because
2: i embarrass myself but when i was growing up
1: like there was that was a standard
2: thing it was wasn't yeah. it yeah when I, yeah. And I and i remember going on monkey bars absolutely yeah you know, fair enough.
1: Every once in a while, some people get hurt, but I'm sure they're
2: all right now. You know, <laughs> it's only a broken boat. It's all right. Um, but that's where yeah, yes. that's part of a federation to help um, kind of mitigate and like safety management is part of what a federation mm. does. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and you do see pockets of things in different places. Uh I'm at Queen Elizabeth Country Park down in um on the south coast, they've got this amazing kind of twenty obstacle, um like military style setup there you can go and do in the country park. Fantastic. Um, oh I'll just rock up and do it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh big oh, obstacles, nice. like wooden obstacles, great. It's like yeah. um, there's monkey bars there. Yeah. So if anyone's near Queen Elizabeth Country Park, um Peter Sawdway. Definitely head over there in Hampshire. Um, But there's two kind of, I guess, challenges. There's it's very sporadic. There's no direct, no, you don't see them in all the parks. You see them in different places, like very sporadic around the country. And the second part, OCR and ninja isn't necessarily known as established sports. Mm. So um, brands are kind of well established. We all know the classic, it's a bit like Tough Mudder. More, more and more people know spartan but they don't know the sport obstacle course racing or they don't know know ninja again that ninja warrior absolutely has got that huge brand recognition but would love to see just like Traflon, um that brand recognition so if you said i'm going to do an ocr everyone instantly knows what that is as a sport yeah yeah it's funny i had that the
1: other week i had to go to physio and explain like you know what i do I she's
2: like what so i tried to explain and she still goes okay you had a tough mother oh like that yeah like that yeah so and it's a a fantastic all-round body sport isn't it it's yeah i can't think of okay you you do get a bit battered and bruised but there's not many sports where you're working so many different muscles in your body and can really push and develop yourself
1: yeah, and I think also just for for children, you know, like, you know, my son's going to be five this year. He's mm. signed up for his first Spartan. Amazing. This year, and honestly, he can't wait. Like, because it is just it is but you're being a big kid, aren't you? Really? That's you know. Let's be honest. You're climbing over stuff, running around in muds. You know, you're being a
2: big kid. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't so, take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> no, that's it.
1: I mean, have you? You
2: know, have you guys got any sort of plans for like the children's aspect of it? Yeah, yes, we have a youth committee. Um, we'll have um, we'll have an open day, at least one open day this year that will be free to any members, junior members as well. Um, so, yeah, youth development is a huge part of it, um, just in terms of growing the sport. And similar to you, you know, I've got two children. They love kind of being out at any training centres we can get them to got a little rig in our back garden they absolutely love going on the monkey bars and uh, on the rings and stuff out there um but every all kids should have that like, i think i think you make a good point like there were there were a lot more playground kind of style monkey bars and things when we were younger yeah. and for whatever reason maybe it's a safety thing a lot of that has been removed but yeah, why shouldn't there be be all of those things and what we need to get more, many more kids into this sport. absolutely yeah
1: yeah, which, you know, part of the reason I think is really good that a lot of the races do do yeah. children, children waves, you know, because I can't wait. I am I think I'm more looking forward to watching my mm. lad do it than I am of any races I'm doing this year. I can't wait to watch him do it.
2: And there's some fantastic kind of talent kind of now rising through as well. And I'm, I'm really confident we'll see in like about five, six years, some of those guys and girls hitting yeah 18 19 20 and they're gonna be a force we reckon with it's quite exciting to see actually yeah well you saw that the
1: spartan world championships yeah some real standout performances yeah uh,
2: absolutely so. yeah it, um yeah i think we had three brits on the podium in the 14 to 17 yeah, um uh, i'm gonna remember forget one of the girl's names because um she's um british girl and then um, in the middle east but yeah so i'm not going to say anyone's names just so i don't uh, yeah, pull them fine. out but um yeah no amazing to see that they uh, did so well and you can see the kind of trajectory of of, of everyone they they keep training well it's, it's always tricky when when kids are young to kind of stay injury free and everything but no we need uh we need the next john Alban flying the flag yeah. don't we for the uk I don't know. I think it's. I think it's easier when you try to stay injury free than when you get to our age. <laughs> to <be
1: honest. laughs> but don't, don't know about you guys. I've always got some sort of niggle or something, whereas my dad doesn't seem to.
2: It's a killer. Have anything. I I am pretty touch wood. I am pretty lucky with injuries. Um, I have a great um, osteopath um who fixes me very regularly, and um my coach Sam Winkworth kind of give me some good mobility kind of drills. I definitely recommend mobility as we get to our age, just keeping the body flexible and moving. Um, but yeah, it, it is a constant battle to stay fit and be able to kind of get out there and train and kind of race, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it.
1: But that's I think that's why we do it, isn't it? So, mm. you know, be, be sitting around all day
2: anyway. That's the way I look at it. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, uh, yeah I, I do like trail running but yeah road running's not for me so i think um yeah if i can throw some obstacles in with some trails, uh, there's there's nothing yeah. better
1: yeah or well, not you end, end of march you'll be light enough to start running on the trails in the morning so then that's me done with the roads for a bit I, yeah it does my head in the winter like go out run on the road it's dark and then come home it's still dark uh, it's rubbish
2: yeah yeah not not fun
1: um yeah, Dan, I mean, what
0: are your thoughts that you've seen on UKOSF since you, you joined? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very impressed with it. The thing for me is that it wasn't until I went to do the World's Highest OCR, um, talking to Ian Adamson, the world president of OCR there, um, that I was even aware of UKOSF. Mm. And it, to me, that kind of like opened my eyes up. You know, we're trying to grow... Obstacle course racing here, but it's, it seems really hard like, to like get you guys out there. And I think that's where you could really do with like, say, Spartan and Nuclear and places like that to even just have your logo on their events and stuff. Yeah. Because then people are like, oh, what's UKOSF, and then they can Google it, and then they can see like oh, there's a federation. You know, if we do yeah. that, we can help help the sport massively. So I don't yeah. know. Some of you guys are trying to to get on
2: board with or, or what really no it's a it's a really good point and yeah getting the the message out there is is definitely a, a challenge when you're kind of one entity um brand partnerships are certainly part of the strategy i think to take a slight step back i think UKOSF had a slight um what's the word We kind of had one hand behind our back from the start because there were some previous federations that didn't end quite as well. And it kind of left a bit of bad taste in um, a lot of people's mouths. And also actually with some events as well, they're kind of very guarded uh, initially. So there's kind of a certain extent of doing the right thing to win them round. Um, But also we've got to make sure as a federation that everything's being done properly. So yeah. we need to have the right agreements in place. So when we do the time trials, for example, all the training centers that are part of the time trials have signed up to a time trial agreement. Um all of the license events have signed up to the license license agreement. And again, all they've all been reviewed. So as, as kind of volunteers, all of those things kind of take time to get in place. Um because what we don't want to be seen to be doing is just go into our kind of mates and say, like doing these things, it would be good to kind of get the word out there. But if we go to an event and we've not got something kind of proper in place, then another event might turn around and say, Oh, you're just dealing with that event because they're your mates. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a real kind of hard kind of game we're playing because ultimately, yes, we need to get the word out there, we've kind of got to do it in the right way. And unfortunately some of that time stuff takes a little bit longer to do. Yeah, is there a way you could get, um, like, stands at events? Yes, yeah. We had one at um, NUTS last year, yeah, Summer NUTS. So we've got all the infrastructure. Um, so, yeah, if um, if we've got kind of members of the community that are keen to get involved and be at stands, then that's kind of fantastic. So the more presence we can have, a kind of established kind of OCR community at stands, kind of promoting the sport because you get people that are doing it for the first time. They don't realize it's a sport at all. Yeah. Um, and that's thing, one one thing on the, another thing on the list as well. It's like new to OCR guides, you know, where are the events? What kit do you wear? Um, all of these kind of things. It, actually, um, Mudstacle, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with, them not being around and, and as active as they once were is a real shame actually, because I think they brought a lot of new people into the sport because they had so much information. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started OCR, so I was in the US for a year, 2013. I was racing out there and I came back 2014 Yeah, and just dived in to OCR here. But it was all the to call kind of league and the information, the forums. That's how I found out about OCR. So trying to establish that is kind of a key part of the strategy as well. Um, we launched a... Welsh obstacle sports community, kind of uh, a couple of weeks ago, just trying to kind of build those pockets as well of different community groups around the country. Uh, just to, all all the people are out there, just bringing everyone together, I think, and then bringing new people in, um, into the community.
0: Yeah, so I think one of the big biggest things I've noticed is like the cost of the actual events, mm. and I think that does scare a lot of people off. Because um, you think, like most races nowadays, you're looking about forty, fifty pound, aren't you? Uh, yeah, probably like even yeah for like a five k. Um, and saying so, that's, it's quite a specialist sport as well because you've got you can't just rock up in your usual mm. trainers and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I think it is obviously it's one of those it, if it's like a normal road race or something like that, it's cheap. But this this is why we need to get it out there. Like I said, grow it, and I think having like fun and cool pictures as well, mm. because I think when I first I first done a Spartan in two thousand fourteen, and I'd done it because I saw people jumping over fire and stuff like that. And I thought, "Child, that's really that looks really cool. I'd love to give that a go." So I think it's trying to get that element out there again. Yeah, I think the.
2: The photography at the you know the start of the OCR journey was spot on, wasn't it? Yeah, the it last couple every-
0: of years. I know it's been tough for the last couple of years, but they have definitely lacked. Like we we always laugh about our Spartan photos from last year, and it's like everyone's a bucket carry or <laughs> a carry or something. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think like the, sure the, the charcoal. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean even like the fires on Spartans, they're they're nowhere near like as big as they used to be. But that's why it's like, it was like a really, you know, everyone loves a cool photo at the end of the day.
2: Everyone likes their social media photo. let's be uh. honest. <laughs> we like our new next profile pic. Yeah. Um, that's a very good point. I see that actually, um, High Rocks is really taking off at the moment. And it, the photos look epic. They take really good photos. Everyone's like, muscles are super pumped. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, they're just blowing up on the feeds, aren't they? Everyone's getting mass FOMO yeah um, yeah yeah no i think you, you you do see some really good races with what you can see their photography when they've got huge slides and great positioning but yeah sometimes the the bucket carry every race can be a bit uh, <laughs> frustrating yeah uh, yeah equally spartan they put on some good ones but um yeah, we do need to get a bit of love into the photography again. I think that's um, that's, a, that's a very good shout. Maybe that's something
1: UK OSF could do. We have a list of, you know, UK OSF yeah. photographers. You know, I know a certain... Uh,
2: <laughs> we know a photographer. Well, that we might. Yeah, a certain
1: uh, bold wild runner who might be interested in something
2: like that. That's yeah. a really good shout. We've kind of had that thought just in, like, general of, like, builders, like, for races and things like that. The photographers is good like a bit of a directory of all the different aspects because we want to bring new events in as well don't we so yeah. you know, here's your like 101 of OCR timing companies and uh, race directors and builders and photographers yeah very very good shout
1: even you know I just say my um soon-to-be sister-in-law she's uh she's a really a photographer and she's got her own sort of like I don't know, little side business or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm sure if there was events near, I should be like, yeah, I'll come and do it for you for free as long as I can put, get some sort of credit to get her yeah, name out. yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, there must be loads of
2: amateur photographers that would be interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah, ultimately it kind of takes a little bit of coordinating with events, but I mm-hmm. think even just putting the word out there, I really think. So I did. I didn't go into a huge amount of detail before, but the the UK OCR series, um really want to work with UK OCR OCR to promote that as much as possible and actually get like video content out around the races and just make it a big thing that kind of starts to attract more people into the sport as well they see it out there they see kind of you know these cool events these cool races with commentary and winners and everything and I think it's just a um, yeah a good way to promote the sport and get the competitive races uh, engaged. It, yeah, at, at any level, because you've got you no know, results from one to whatever. Yeah. Um, I do remember the Mud School League when it was in its heyday uh and all the coverage they had back then was fantastic. And they, again that's an area that's kind of massively missed, I think, in, in the sport. Mm.
1: No. I think when just to grow the sport in general, I think as soon as you can do sort of like basic video coverage or like Maybe not live streams or put something out, you know, to what it's do doing the Spartan US series on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think once in this country we can get to something like that for various races, I think that will help massively. Yeah. Because, you know, I think that just shows you, as soon as you see that, it's like, yeah, that is actually a legit sport. Yeah. You know, you, 100%. You, see, you know, it's even i'm in awe of just watching some of them like run up a mountain I'm like jesus christ mm-hmm. that's just another level of fitness and you can appreciate it mm-hmm. and then you see like some of them go through the obstacles and it's just it's oh, so easy for them um but that's where you appreciate that the hard work and how much skill goes into it
2: yeah especially as people have done the races as well you can you know, compare yourself and yeah the, some of the standards and the obstacle completions are out of this world isn't it
1: yeah well I'd, I only did my first Spartans last year um that was the first time I'd ever done Spartans but okay, I watched yeah. all, all the videos beforehand obviously 2020 no nothing happened so yeah yeah, yeah. Just a case of like well go down some rabbit holes whilst I was supposed to be working you know working from home and yeah it was I think we could do that in this country it'd be brilliant yeah would as long be. as they see me failing and doing burpees or something like spear that
2: spear froze failed everywhere yeah yeah i don't need that i remember now talking to you Colin, about it being your first spot was it your first ocr last year or was it no no i've
1: done um the first one was in 2018 Uh, i did the wolf run yeah yeah um Um, then did a couple of other local ones after because i very quickly realized i was like yeah i like this (laughs) um then went back to the wolf run in 2019 to do the alpha wolf yeah uh, because it's local to me as well and then did a few others around the country and then just came across Spartan looking for stuff for 2020 to book in and then 2020 happens. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it's carried on signing up for races and literally how I was still able to walk at some points last year. But yeah, that's really a very brief, brief version of my OCR history. But yeah, I do. I love the Spartans. Like I like the sort of standardization they've got of the obstacles. I quite like that. Um,
2: you can, um, yeah, you can certainly train. You know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. I, um, yeah. I did my first wolf run last year, actually. That was the first time I've done it. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great, great event. I really like the kind of wild running obstacle, kind of natural or just like a big obstacle. You throw yourself over, like wolf run, total warrior, uh, nuclear. Not necessarily technical i do like the technical obstacles but not necessarily technical We're just like fun obstacles and you're just kind of very present just running and just enjoying yourself yeah. being a big kid like you said earlier that's um true. but the great thing about obstacle sports is there's just something for everyone No, like our mission is like the, the endless possibilities of obstacle sports like we want to enable everyone to do to whatever they want to do within the sport Um, whether it be a short 100 meter or a 50k ultra uh, or running up a mountain altitude there's so many different kind of ways you could get involved in the sport that's what makes it so special in my eyes
1: and I think what is also good as well is it because for me I, I started off doing obstacle course racing you know mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a natural runner I didn't run or anything I played football so I'm not like a distance runner mm-hmm. even now I wouldn't say I am um, but through doing obstacle course racing it's opened up man versus coast and man versus yeah. legs i know you did both of them last year and i completed them yeah if you said to me five years ago i'd be doing stuff like that i'd be like you've got no chance I'd, I'd die but yeah that's that's because of obstacles racing that i've been able to train and now i can do that sort of stuff and yeah i enjoy it it's it's not going to replace course racing but i enjoy the trails and yeah. the mountain stuff you know it's good fun so i think that's another aspect of obstacle course racing that you know, people might not realise
2: you do gain from it. It's that progression, isn't it, that you see? Yeah, absolutely. and it's and it's also, I I um always hate being a bit of a slave to the PB in road running, um because you know I a ten k I can run it in this time, okay. I want to do another ten k. I'm going to run it in that time. But OCRs, you can't really judge your your uh, PB in any race because no race is the same. Yeah. But equally, you can get better at a certain obstacle. Like, it took me two years when I first started doing OCR to learn how to climb a rope, which is, feels pretty embarrassing right now because uh, it's a lot of technique. But, you know, until I was shown and figured it out, I was like, oh, that's how you climb a rope. But then, you, know, you learn to do that and you learn to do the rigs and you learn to do you know, all these things. It's just, yeah, there's always progression. You get stronger, you get faster. There's always mm. something to improve within the sport.
1: Yeah, Definitely don't know, the old bucket carry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, James, I mean, have you got a sort of... Because if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on like yourself personally because you're. Mm-hmm. I think you sold yourself a bit short when you said you're a bit of a competitive racer. I think you've... You, legit racer, I'd say, is more, uh, more apt saying. But have you got a sort of closing message about the UK? Um, so if you'd like
2: to say to people? Uh, I think... I've just really encouraged the UK community to, to get involved with the Federation. We want to hear from everyone. Um, firstly, if people are getting involved as members, like tell us what you how we can help you in, within the sport, like what you're looking for. Uh, if you're part of the community, but for whatever reason, don't want to become a member of UKSF, we'd also love to hear and find out why. Love to have, I've had various conversations the last couple of years with different people within the community to understand kind of their thoughts on the federation and why maybe they don't want to get involved or they do. And I think it's only by my view is only by doing this as a community, we're, very, we're a fairly small community in sport in terms only by doing this together, are we ever going to get recognition and actually grow the sport in the UK. Um, So yeah, I guess closing message is really encourage a community to, to get involved, whether that be as a member or not as a member, but just, you know engage with with the the sport and let's hopefully grow it together
1: Mm. no definitely and obviously you know through wild runs we'll happily share and you think you know you'd like to see me and Dan both you know advocates of you know signing up and what you guys are doing so anything we could do to support I mean Dan's good at standing at, at um you know, stands and everything like that. So, i trying to get people to come <laughs>
2: Yeah, on no, any events you're at, you want to kind of do a couple of hours on a stand. But no, I think um, just really, yeah, really appreciate your, your support from a Wild Runners perspective. I know you've been kind of sharing a lot of content, so that's great. But I think as you know, individuals, just telling other people within the community, um so i think and then getting new people into the sport encourage friends to get along to races i think we all got to kind of do that i know we're all pretty annoying and how many how many people we we say oh you've really got to try this but it is important to to get fresh fresh blood into the sport as well see i'm a bit
1: more evil there's one mate in particular i want to get to uh, do a course race just because i want to watch him scream so that's uh you know, from an evil point of view, uh, that's what I really want to
2: do. And hopefully, I'll go and film it. That would be, I'm trying to get my, uh, probably too far back in my feed, but I got some friends at work to do um, Winter Nuts um, a few years back. They only did <laughs> the one lap. One. <laughs> they only did one lap, but yeah, it was their first OCR. And it was like after the, the photo, actually, I was injured and didn't do it, and I couldn't go. Um so they sent me the photo afterwards and it was like it's been to like po- alien apocalypse kind of thing. It was yeah. so funny. They were horrified, but um they have done others actually, they have done okay. since then. So I haven't completely put them off. Oh to ask, ask, to, ask, to, ask you're still friends with them after. <laughs> <that>? <laughs> yeah, just about, just about. Yeah.
0: yeah. I guess that's what I was gonna say. I don't know many people that have tried an OCR and then said that's not for me. Yeah most people I know that have given in to try on one are like actually this
2: is really good fun and sign up for more 100% I've um I bought pre- I quite often buy people presents which is OCRs I bought my sisters um uh, like the Tough Mudder 5ks uh and did it with them it was like and then a few other um friends and family members they absolutely loved it they were like Effing and blinded at me. They were hating me beforehand. And then afterwards, like, oh, it was really good fun. Really enjoyed it. It's, yeah, like lifting each other over the walls and you know, getting in the water or whatever. Yeah, so much fun. So, yeah, def- de- good tip if you're struggling for a present for someone, get them a OCR race. Yeah, and there's
0: loads of codes about as well. So, yeah, yeah get some cheaper I- races.
2: Yeah.
1: i know what my wife would do if i slapped on a uh a five, a 5k <laughs> race next month she would not be too impressed she's actively told me to f off if i to ever sign her up for something like that so
2: she will not do it maybe maybe because yeah, i think what almost eight nine months is it when 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 she you june June. I got yeah you know, maybe a, yeah. a 20 23, 24 you've got you've got a bit of time oh time I'll, I'll definitely try again and, and now that my son's gonna hopefully get into
1: it i'm sure yeah. you know come we'll, come we'll do it as a family it'll be a, it nice a family day
2: out it is a good strategy to get the partner involved with racing i got my yeah. my wife was very resistant for a couple of years but now she's <laughs> she's involved and um, yeah. yeah does does help
0: makes life easier to next you can make a whole weekend of it as well yeah yeah couples a couple of escape
2: and stuff no that's it couples that race together stay together <laughs> <laughs> we did a so- we did a Spartan ultra together that was that was good fun oh, wow. that was our 10 uh, year anniversary i managed to get out to malaysia with her and we did a Spartan ultra and then um yeah then we did a bit of like holiday kind of <laughs> traditional kind of Honey, well, not honeymoon but you know anniversary yeah. kind of thing afterwards um but yeah was, was it planned beforehand to go with us when the opera was on or did it just do you just happen to find it after you booked it uh no that was a it was looking like somewhere hot um obviously around the anniversary time so yeah yeah we went out um and, and um going to disney world in april and i've managed to get a savage race so i do whenever i book holidays try and get a race in nice somewhere. nice well,
1: i'm gonna
2: have to i'm gonna have
1: to
2: remember that one That's good tip. <laughs> so what are your sort of race plans for the year james you um oh. yeah so um i am very uh, excited about the uk ocr series i'm gonna kind of give that a go um see how i get on um <laughs> I probably would have been involved with the Elite Series on Spartan, but um, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? knows. um, I I am doing a couple of Spartan. I'm doing the Henley one, which is a great course. I've done the Tough Mudder there. Um, Tough Mudder there, but it's a fantastic course. I'm looking forward to that. Um, The OCR European Championship uh, is in June in Italy, which will be immense and amazing. Um, So I'm really excited for that and just being in the mountains in June. It's going to be super hot. But yeah, that's going to be great. Um, as I mentioned, savage race in April. Uh, see how I get on against the Americans. It's always good to compare as well. You always compare like how how good you are against these until you actually race them. Yeah. Uh, and then the OCR World Championship run by Aventry, I'm going to be out there in um in September as well for that. Nice. Um, doing the Pro Wave. Um, I think I'll probably do age group in um. European Championship. I don't know yet, actually, because they are. I think the OCR European Championship it has always been really, really technical, like to another level. Um, and I, I was in the gold age group position last time in Poland, and then um, the last obstacle was. It's kind of like a. I kind of don't even know how to explain it, um, but you ended up doing fly monkeys at the end, like laches and it took me about 20, 30 minutes to complete the obstacle. Uh, and I ended up 14th in my age group. So that's been like the best position I've ever had. So I feel like I could, I want to get better at age group level there. But that being said, um the world obstacle penalty system is the free band system. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where you essentially get two lives on obstacles. Yeah. So... It, and then any like suspension based obstacle, you get one attempt. So it's less about the mandatory completion and more flowy race, which is which makes sense. You don't want people like wrecking their hands, which which I very much did in Poland. My hands are completely bloody and horrendous. So maybe I will go pro there as well elite, because I am probably I'm I'm decent at obstacles, but I'm a stronger runner. So you know, see how I get on. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a big big season. I think maybe the last hard, hard season of training uh, in terms of really real focus because I'm like seven-day-a-week focus, like training at the moment. Um, And then I do want to get back into more of the ultras that you know I'll enjoy, like uh, the rat race ones I did and Spartan Ultra. I do enjoy all of that, but you can't kind of have both. You can't be focused on a 10-mile race where you want to finish as high as possible but then be doing all of these ultras at the same time. That's it. Are you
1: doing man versus
2: mountain this year to finish um, up? no i probably won't yeah because just because again the part of the season it's kind of hard because yeah. there's all these great races i want to do them but i'm like no i'm focused on these particular races i can't yeah um but again that's why i think this season will be like i came 22nd um in the pro wave when i did um the 2019 event in um at nuclear races. Mm -hmm. um for the the world so i want to try and um beat that essentially i would love to come top 20 obviously it all depends on who's there and it's gonna be a very different course um but yeah you the amount of effort i i personally feel i put in to try and get that i'd rather i'd rather kind of change focus and have some fun with some races after that yeah that's it
1: no no well best of luck and
2: Mm
1: um i'm sure you'll smash it
2: yeah well give it a go um and I think um, no, there's some great races in the UK. I certainly, I, I, when I look at myself, I'm, I, I know i I kind of I'm a decent standard, but there's there's some people on another level. Um, and mm-hmm. kind of always the chase to get up to there. Um, but I'm in that kind of second pack. I think trying to chase the the real fast guys at the top. But I'll keep keep pushing as much as I can. You know. Yeah, no, that's it.
1: Um, what we like to do is. Um, Sort of finish off the podcast with four questions that we've asked sort of every every guest we've had
2: on. You have. Um, and I've, I've I've listened to your podcast and I can't remember any of these questions. Oh, no, that's prepared. good. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you to have to think quickly now. Uh,
0: so the first one is easy.
1: Um, what's your favourite brand of running
2: gear? Um, I worked with Nike for six years, and so I've got very indoctr- indoctrinated in swoosh life. So. Definitely would be Nike, or they, they make really bad OCR running shoes. Um, but other than that, they're they're awesome. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to a few people about their trail shoes, and they're like,
2: nah, nah. I haven't tried them myself. Did have, um, the trail ones aren't too bad, but they're just not not quite the grip. And they've got <clears> the Tigers <throat> and the Wild Horse. When I first started doing OCR, they had like almost like plimp sole um, trail shoes called Hyperfills. Okay. and they were great for ocr because they were almost like rock climbing shoes when you're on stuff except when it was really muddy and then it was like you're a bambi on ice and it was impossible <laughs> i tried i did nuts in them one year and it was impossible Carnage. um
1: so if you're stuck on a desert island uh, you can run so you can do laps of the island if you want <laughs> um what one piece of fitness equipment would you take with you
2: uh good question i don't know i'd probably take a football you know i'm a i'm a yeah my my previous sport was football i still like football i coach my son's team now so i'll take a football just because um just do keep ups all day you can make wilson as well that's it that's it you've got some of the chat (laughs) too yeah i was gonna say pull up bar but i feel like a tree you could use for pull ups and stuff yes and you've got swim in there so you could stay pretty fit i think yeah
0: think someone else said football to that before as well yeah
1: i think they did yeah i can't remember who said that but um so next next question is when you go out for a run uh what do you normally listen
2: to um so i'm a bit of a mix i either don't listen to anything or i do i do have a playlist of music um which i listen to running wise um which is just a real eclectic mix i can't even think what's on it um I have to share the playlist links and um, um, just a running list of various different music. I listen to quite a lot of podcasts when I'm running as well. Yeah. Um, good, good, good use of time there. And then um, I quite often, I've been doing like zone two training where you try and like keep your heart rate low, but I don't have a heart rate monitor. So I call people when I'm running. Okay. Like, if you can hold a conversation while you're running you're running slow enough basically so that I'd, I'd, I'd call like my nan or my granddad and just have a chat which is quite good yeah <laughs> until they get bored of me <laughs> yeah. are you running again idea james the people. <laughs> yeah yeah don't go, yeah. go calling yeah.
0: me when you're on in my run because i say our conversation would be completely different wouldn't they you'd be Absolutely shattered, and I'll be like, i just woken up. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, the last question is um,
1: what one bit of advice would you give to a new runner? Uh,
2: a new runner, just uh, go out and enjoy it. Um, and I think one of the biggest problems a new runner will face is they probably will push themselves too hard at the beginning and get themselves injured. So it's just go out and enjoy, don't go crazy with pushing yourself too hard and get injured just enjoy it and have fun and develop slowly into the sport yeah
1: uh cool um i think that's everything um from us um have you got anything you want to ask us we've been questions at you for for
2: an hour oh wow I, d- I didn't prepare my list of questions not not really i think um yeah no f- thank you for everything you're doing to to promote running and OCR and the sports, um, massively appreciated. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, episode of Ian that you had on the other day. Um, yeah, the guy can speak so well, right. uh, Yeah, he certainly can. He definitely sells the sport well, which is good. (laughs) Um, yeah, any, anyone else, um, you're keen to get on. I'm happy to make any introductions as well. Get, get the word out there to the running community to, Come and give OCR a try as well. Yeah. yeah cool. definitely. Okay. Well, James,
1: thank you very for much for coming, coming on. And um, thank everyone for, for listening. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Cheers,
2: James. Thank cool. you. Cheers, Dan.